podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to today's episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host, Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how are you doing today? Hey, man, you know, I am good. Um, I woke up feeling weird from the game yesterday. Football is a weird sport. It makes me feel weird kind of ways, but 49ers lost the last two weeks, but I definitely feel differently about both of those games. So, you know, we're going to compare them as, as we get into it and as we talk, but yeah, you know, a weird Sunday, waking up on a weird Monday, not not always knowing how to feel. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely weird. Yesterday was a, a strange 49ers game. Um, solid first half, big meltdown in the second half, glimpses of Trey Lance, um, potentially the future, the defense just kind of falling apart after stifling the Seahawks. Just a weird weird series of events and we'll we'll dive into all of that but I I agree with you I feel I feel weird I'm telling myself you know if the 49ers finish the season 15 and 2 that'd be pretty freaking awesome so I just got to remember like we're still that sure would be we're still well within the range of a good record that's just the losses coming early on and the Cardinals being undefeated which is just strange super weird yeah. um, Could we play next week can we play next week exactly yeah let yeah. me let me give yeah, you the, the, the news, news. Heading into it, um, we signed Buster Scrine. Buster Scrine is a cornerback formerly with the Chicago Bears, I believe. I believe before that, he was also with the Seattle Seahawks. We talked last week and a few weeks prior about how the Niners are thinking about reaching out to Richard Sherman to bring him in. Well, they took too long, and Richard Sherman, if you have not heard, is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Um, I don't think there could have been a team that he went to that would upset me more than that. Um, Seahawks. I hate that we didn't sign him, and especially that he went to the Bucs. I think I would have been less bothered if he went back to the Seahawks. I just, I also don't think he would because he's not a huge fan of them anymore, it sounds like. Um, if you guys have heard anything in the last week of – Tom Brady and 49ers rumors and drama that he was talking to his former wide receiver, Wes Welker, who is our wide receiver coach. Um, there's this, there's word going around that Tom Brady told Wes, Hey, give me a, was it a two year, $50 million contract and I'll sign it. Like you're, you're my first choice to come to the Niners. And I don't know if Wes didn't do it or if the Niners are like, no, that's not happening. And they just yeah. didn't take him, which is fine. The but rumors just for we got we got to break down the rumors real fast, right? Just I don't want to spend much time on yeah. it at all. I don't want Tom Brady to take over my podcast. No way. Yeah. So this is coming from Seth Wickersham, uh, an ESPN reporter who's been, at least in terms of public opinion, the guy who gets the more inside information on the the Belichick Brady Patriots than probably anybody else. He's got a new book coming out. I have it pre-ordered. I'm pumped. And anyway, there's a chapter in the book talking about how, like Daniel said, Brady apparently called Wes Welker and said, like, if you guys want me, like. It's done. Like, I'm not going, I won't talk to anywhere else. Like, this is where I want to be. Apparently they took it to the coaching staff. The coaching staff looked and decided that Brady was only marginally better than Jimmy Garoppolo. And so decided not to make the decision. And I, 
here's the thing. I am mad about that now, Daniel. We texted about this. <laughs> Sorry, little, but... I, just, I, I just can't hold them together for that. I know, I know. But to put it into context, the 49ers had just lost us, almost won a Super Bowl with Jimmy. And I think people are forgetting when they get mad about this on Twitter how bad everyone thought Brady was after 20, after his last season with the Patriots. Like, we thought Brady was done. We thought he was washed. Now, looking back, it's pretty clear that that was because of limitations of the talent around him on the Patriots and the offense they were letting him run. Obviously, since he went on to win another Super Bowl and might win another one this year and is still one of the best quarterbacks right now. But at the time, it was not unreasonable to think that Brady was done. Like, I really do not think that that was an unreasonable calculation after watching that year's Patriots. So, wrong decision, but I don't think it's as bad as people are are making it out to be. Does that make sense? Well, just just because it, it's – I wouldn't even necessarily label it as a wrong decision. Um, sure, not going after a guy like, you know, the, who is now, I will say it, the greatest quarterback of all time. Not going after him – when he's like 43, I don't think is necessarily the wrong decision uh, because the Niners, again, aren't going to, aren't a team that's trying to just win now and, and be done. We're, we're rebuilding a dynasty. We have young studs. It's not just, Oh, let's just go plug and play whatever quarterback, whether it's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, we can get, that's not I, the scheme. That's not the plan, but I, I do appreciate the, the breakdown. Um, and I personally did not want Tom Brady in the Niners, so I'm not complaining. Yeah, I think the people who are mad about it are using the benefit of hindsight to look back at when that decision was made two years ago. And I just remember that two years ago, we did not think very highly of Tom Brady. Yeah. Speaking of some of the greatest of all time, Maurice Hurst is off the IR. That was amazing. It was great to have him back. It was great <laughs> is, to have him back. He is not the greatest of all time. Hey, it's still he great sure to have more was. depth on the team. It sure is, and it was awesome to have him back. And either first or second quarter, he made a huge tackle for a loss, and I was just so pumped to see him back. I think he really helped make some noise, especially in the depth of our D-line, so that was cool to have him back. Now news of injuries post-game. Jimmy Garoppolo – Garoppolo, goodness. Good morning. Time to talk. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, re-injured – I I don't even know if I'd say re-injured. I think he aggravated his calf because um, he has been dealing with some calves, some ankle stuff. So I think it's just a little discomfort. It does not sound very bad. It does sound like he will be out next week and maybe a week or two afterwards. I believe he's getting an MRI today to confirm it's not anything worse, like an Achilles or something like that. But he he even said in his post-game pressure that he thinks it'll be multiple weeks. Yeah. So we're going to see some Trey Lance starting games, being the full-time quarterback now uh, for a few weeks. Um, Trent Williams. I believe he went to the locker room for some cramping, um, I think in his leg. But then when he came back, he landed on what looked like his elbow. So he was in some pain. Yeah. He left the game. Um, he, did not look, he did not look comfortable. That's for sure. The tough thing about recording a podcast on Monday is we do not have all the injury news other than what happened in the game. Yeah. So we'll, we'll update you next week as we debrief the other one. So you'll know what happened. Um, but that's where we put it on you to, to watch the news. Just go follow David Lombardi or Matt Mayoko on Twitter and you're set. They'll keep you updated forever. So those are our two favorite guys. Yeah. And then as well, Elijah Mitchell still dealing with his shoulder injury. He did not play. So more injuries than I would like to report. Yeah. The inactives for the game were Kawan Williams, Josh Norman, who is still nursing one heck of an injury. 
Yeah. Um, Elijah Mitchell, as I said, and Aaron Banks. And uh, Robbie Gold was active, but I don't really understand what happened to him. Timmy, I don't know if you heard any news on what happened to yeah. Robbie, our, our favorite kicker. Yeah, so people started noticing in warm-ups that Robbie Gold, our kicker, was kind of off to the sidelines. Um, sounds like a groin injury. It must have been pretty last minute. Um, all I know is Shanahan said they might have to have hold some tryouts for kickers this week. So not a not the best spot to be in. But yeah, it sounded like a very last minute groin injury is what happened to Robbie Gold there. Um, yeah, last minute. Totally get it. Kind of a bummer. I've got Robbie Gold in three fantasy teams. I lost in all three of those leagues by no, no more than 10 points this week. So Robbie, I'm a little upset with you. I would have liked to know. So I got to picked up a kicker. Um, and we know that Mitch Wisnowski is, uh, is not a professional kicker. Um, I appreciate him getting back there and doing the best he can do. But that wasn't good enough. So, yeah, props uh, to – I mean, it's props, it's rough when right in the beginning of the game you realized, like, oh, we're not making field goals today. That's just a rough yeah. spot to be in. It's a rough spot to be in because, I mean, everyone knows it. You know it. Okay, you're, you're fourth and three – on the 43 yard line and uh that'd be a perfect field goal option for any other team but today it's like no you're out here punting but you i don't know how much is going to punt on the 40 on their 43 yard line and not go way past the uprights and we certainly can't get the field goal so you, you have to go for it essentially so tricky place to be in not one hopefully we'll be in next week so Timmy, why don't you roll us into Trey Watch? Yeah, so Trey Watch, um, if you didn't watch the game, rookie quarterback Trey Lance came in to start the second half. Sounded like Jimmy Garoppolo had been had been injured um, earlier and then kind of played through it in the first half. And then at halftime, they realized, hey, you're not – you can't go back out there. So Trey went out there. Um, you know, you got the good, the bad, and the ugly of – of a rookie of a rookie quarterback this performance and I think it's Daniel and I have talked a little bit about how it's good to remember like I think we'd be pretty happy with this performance if it was just a backup quarterback coming off the bench and not like the team's you know prince who was promised the future of the franchise stuff like that but I I saw enough to be like okay this is while why we took this guy and it was rough I mean his like first pass of the game was a really really bad completion to George Kittle and George Kittle said after the game or incompletion to George Kittle that Trey Lance told him if I ever do that again feel free to just kick the ball right back to me like so Trey Lance I mean he was nervous but he he settled down but the the play for me Daniel where I was like oh this is why we drafted this guy was on not the drive we wound up scoring on but the one before that there was a fourth down and Trey scrambles out, and there's a running back swinging right. And clearly, he's supposed to throw it to the running back. He stops. He decides not to throw it to the running back because the running back's covered. Steps in like he's going to run. All the defenders step forward. And then he steps back and fires a bullet to Debo for the first down. And I was like, that is why you draft this kid. Because he can – the defenses don't know what to do with him when it looks like he's going to run. And he had a couple times where, like, he started to run and stopped. And he had, he had plenty of bad plays. But one of the ones – where he looked like a polished quarterback when he ducked under Carlos Dunlap, stepped mm-hmm. forward into the pocket and delivered a throw. Like he, he had moments where it's like, okay, he's got to work on his mechanics. He's got to work that, on his that pocket. That play presence. you just said was the most pleased I was with him in the game. I thought that play showed maturity. I thought 
that that play was a Russell Wilson-esque play. That is yeah. something he did during the game. That is something he would do among other guys. Those are the kinds of things that I, I was excited to see about Trey. And the I, fourth and the ten game, on that last touchdown drive I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah, during the game, I was texting Timmy and another friend, and I was I was pretty upset. I was not pleased with Trey at all. Um, I was ragging on him, saying like, you know, this is this is awful. Like every single play, I'm not I'm not impressed at all. I don't think he's playing well. And then what was funny is Tim and I were talking right before we recorded and he said, wow, you had a, you had a change of heart in the last few hours. And I did, I, I definitely did. I think I took a second and realized, okay, this isn't just like some backup who we think it's not like a battle between, you know, take the bears. It's not a Andy Dalton to Nick Foles kind of thing Two very experienced, not necessarily good, but two very experienced veterans where one is switching out for the other and they should just take right over. Trey, up until today, had thrown two completions. For touchdowns. He is a for yeah, both for touchdowns, but still oh, no, one for touchdowns. One no, for both touchdowns. for touchdowns. No, because he rushed a touchdown in. He had two oh, touchdowns. Right. He had two touchdowns on seven snaps going in for today. Going yeah. into today. He is still a baby, an infant in the NFL. So I cannot be expecting him to look super poised, look super comfortable, and make plays like I'm expecting Jimmy or other quarterbacks to do. So I came back to reality. I understood a little bit more. Um, he played the whole second half. I was not overly impressed with certain plays, but as I said, I remembered he's not taking first team reps in practice at all. Yeah, he's not getting much solid practice at all. We get to see the practice he's getting in games, at least for this level. Like you, even getting first team reps in practice, his jitters, his pocket presence, and pocket patience is going to grow in game time. So these next few weeks of Trey starting is his practice time, but also he needs to show up in that time. But if you're watching these next few weeks, watch Trey every minute he's taking a snap. Like do not take your eyes off of him until the ball is gone. So then we can, we're, we're literally going to watch his practice and him adapt. And I think it will be very quickly. Um, even if it's at the end of the season where it kind of takes that time to click, that's fine. He needs an entire season to play and get comfortable. You can name any young starting quarterback that has taken over like Tua who hasn't even played a full season. They're still growing in those experience moments. Like Josh Allen, one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now because of his running ability has a cannon kind of similarly to Trey Lance. Trey Lance doesn't get drafted if not for Josh Allen, I would say. Yeah, I, I think Josh Allen and Kyler Murray as well, but he's he's kind of in a different category still in my mind. Like Josh Allen is similar style to Trey Lance in my mind. Um, I agree. Because Trey's also think, got a cannon. Exactly. That that's a big part of why I relate them is because they're 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 fast and they're runners, um, but they also have cannons, and it's not just like a a guy who's fast. Um, he can kind of throw the ball, at Lamar Jackson, um, but. I could go on for, for days about him, but give him patience. He's 22. He has barely played. Um, he was not intended to get as much time as he did this oh. week. So his nerves had to be skyrocketing. Boom, you're in. You start in the half. He probably had a few minutes in the locker room to prepare. Um, you know what? The defense gets a couple of stops, and we win that game, even with Trey. Uh, Trenton Cannon doesn't drop the kick of the punt return. They yeah. fumble it, and we probably win that game. Yeah. And we get another stop or two, and we win that game. Absolutely, that's. I think yeah. that's why I feel pretty good. Is we were so close. Um, Trey did enough. 
Trey did enough. He definitely kept us in the game. I mean, yeah. he had two touchdowns. One of them was an absolute gift from Jamal Adams. Thank you so much for blowing your coverage. I don't, I don't care what you say about needing more help or who was supposed to help me. You lined up with him. You gave up the second he left. Debo was open. Thank you. That was a yeah, beautiful play. I don't know if that was just a miscommunication. Like you have to yeah. assume Adams thought the corner was going to pick it up, pick up Debo. But I agree. Thank you. It was great. It was a great play. Before we move off, last thing about Trey Watch, Timmy. If you had to compare Trey Lance to any quarterback in the NFL right now, who would it be? I was gonna. I was thinking to see if I wanted to put any parameters on it, but I'll just ask you straight up. If you had to compare him to any I, quarterback in the NFL. So currently playing? Uh, I you can you can go past as well. I thought he looked I, I thought he looked a little like Kyler Murray to be honest, but taller. And the way he was running and the way he was scrambling so so fluidly, I kind of it looked it it reminded me of Kyler. I don't know if he has that same I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we've seen Trey at full speed in the way that like Kyler is just faster than everybody else. And it's different because Trey is like six foot four, but it reminded me a little bit of that. And I think a little, a little Cam Newton-esque, a guy who wasn't afraid to, afraid to run. So that was, that was promising. I have one critique. Sorry, let's hear what you think. And then I have a critique of Trey. That's silly, but important. I think that, and whether it was as much as he looked like him yesterday, or I think Trey Lance in his best form as he matures will look a lot like the guy we played, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Russell Wilson is a young Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson used to run a lot more. He yeah. still scrambles. He doesn't do as many run plays. I mean, he, he ran in for the touchdown and dove head first to get that ball to yeah. the pylon so he can still do it, but he used to do it a lot more. I would rather Trey look like Russell Wilson than Kyler Murray because I think Kyler still is maturing in, in certain ways with how he holds the ball for one. And I think that was the if, other reason I picked Kyler is because Trey was doing the kind of the ball was way off his body, like and I don't flying around that. when he yeah. was running. Yeah, no, I agree. Totally. I don't love that. Um, I think, I think that Trey Lance should want to look like Russell Wilson more than Kyler Murray. Don't because I know I think that, I think that Kyler Murray also has things to, like he's incredible, but I think he has things to refine as well. And you watch Kyler run. It is, it is very much a scramble. He is just so fast and quick that it, it looks awesome, but I think he still runs kind of unorganized or scram- like scrambling on a whole new level. But when Russ does it or when Cam Newton did it in his later years still as a running presence, I feel like they do it and they, they run the ball really smart. They're not as much kind of juking guys in and out the entire run. They do it once or twice to keep the play going. But they see their spot, they pick their spot. I think Kyler kind of just goes and Lamar yeah. just goes and they they make it work as they go, which, you know, if they make it work, they make it work. But on Trey's scrambles, it was very panicky um, is yeah. the word that comes to mind. And I think and it totally makes sense. He's barely done it. But that's why I'm saying I think he should want to emulate Russell Wilson. I think they're very similar players. I think if Trey... If you watch the, the quarterbacks in when they've got pressure coming, like Russ knows how to take a sack, obviously. But I think Trey does as well. We saw him do that uh, a week or two ago. I thought he, instead of running and trying to get that ball out, he held on to it, take the sack sometimes. Yeah. Um, 
Trey was very panicky in the pocket when he was being rushed. I get it. He's young. He's got the nerves. But you watch Russ, he either is pretty composed and will take the sack, or he's really good at doing that Jameis Winston drill, that workout video that he posted a week ago where he's like the punching bags, like dodging in and out. That's yeah. what they do well, and they scramble in the pocket and, and wait around the pocket as long as they can before taking off. Yeah, and I think that's just time and practice. <laughs> totally. Yeah. My my final critique of Trey is he needs to dive a little closer to the first down line. There were like two plays where he like slid or dove at the end of a run and wound up like six inches to a yard short of the first down. And I was like, dude, like you're probably bigger than the guy who was trying to tackle you. Like if you got to take the hit, like get the first down. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into the game breakdown. Um, we came out hot. Niners came out firing. Um, Jimmy had some good short passes, some good connections early. He got the drive going. Um, we saw the ball go into George Kittle a lot early. That's what I'm saying. That's my favorite thing. A couple of good passes to Debo. I believe the first touchdown was the one pass to Ross Dwelly. What? Ross Dwelly. Yeah. Let's say his name correctly. A disappointment to George Kittle fantasy owners everywhere because I had delight of like, it's a Kittle touchdown. I was like, oh, it's Dwelly. And Ross Dwelly. Hey, we're excited he got a touchdown. That was his only catch of the game. Um, but yeah, congratulations, Ross Dwelly. Go big or go home. Um, our defense looked awesome to start the game. I know we usually break down with, with offense first and we can, I was just talking decent amount of offense with Trey. So to start, yeah, let's just start with defense. Let's shake things up. But to start off the game, they came out so hot. They held Russell Wilson to 76 passing yards, the entire first half. Um, DK Lockett. What am I doing? DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett were shut down. Sure. DK had a touchdown. Um, one barely, barely broke the plane, but two, he had to really fight to get in the end zone and it was not a blown coverage. Oh, they get a deep touchdown like Tyler Lockett has been doing all season long early in the season. So I think coming off of a game last week where our secondary, I felt just practically handed them some yardage in the end of the game. Um, they really showed up today, uh, yesterday and I was so impressed. I got it going. This is the defense the 49ers need. They will not survive without this defense. Um, yeah. Chris Carson, the entire game, was allowed 30 rushing yards. Their starting running back was allowed 30 rushing yards. That's amazing. Their backup, Alex Collins, 44. And a touchdown that probably could have been stopped. Um, that was also, did, I think, the touchdown that kind of sealed the deal. But Did you hear, I think they said this during the broadcast, the 49ers haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher in like a season and a half. That's awesome. Yeah. Part of like, no way that can't be true. I'm like, no, absolutely that can be true. It's just, it's a lot of the secondary that's got me down on the defense. But no, I'm, I'm not surprised by that at all. That's awesome. Let's keep that streak going. No, seriously. Secondary had some awesome pass deflections, some big stops. Um, I just, I can't say strong enough how impressed I am from them really blowing it in my opinion last week to really showing up yeah. this week. So I don't know. Drake Kirkpatrick had that bad PI. <sighs> he that did, one kind of screwed us at the end. He had some, he had some great plays and he had a good pass deflection as well. Um, while I think that penalty was correct, I think it was a little light, a little soft. Yeah. Um, it was no, questionable I mean, at best. He still did it. I think uh, Kittle was PI'd on one that didn't get called and that was upsetting, but you know, I just need, that was, we've talked about, 
good PI times and bad PI times, like times to make that, that penalty, that was probably the worst time. Yeah. That was a horrible time, horrible play to do that. So I'm just impressed that they have two solid receivers and we held them both. Chris Carson is a fantastic running back. He's really been getting it going this year and we held him. So, you know, Russ did get a rushing touchdown. Russ did get some yards and first down, but I felt like our defense really held them under control. So I feel like they really did their job. And you're right. If we had a few more stops, probably could have won this game. And I don't think we would have necessarily needed those stops if it wasn't for the Trenton Cannon play. And uh, if you guys didn't watch the game, um, Timmy, do you remember off the top of your head what quarter that was? Um, third? I want to say third. Trenton Cannon um, on a kick return. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Caught the ball, kind of like botched it in the air, dove on the ground, picked it up, and then trying to get like another five more yards, he just like didn't even stood up, up, just barely stood up and like dove. And as he dove for a few more yards, he lost the ball before touching the ground. And it was like Kyle Williams was back there. It was horrible, man. We were down 14 7, and we gave him the ball right back, and they, they got a score. And it was rough. We really, really needed to, to even out that game. And I, you know, I'm, I hate being the guy where like, oh, if this had happened, we would have won. But I really think that this is one of those games. If we didn't botch that kick return, we, yeah. we could have or would have won. We would have had so much more. Don't forget potential. that he almost botched another one. <laughs> and that's why they took him out. Muhammad Sanu started being the kick returner. Debo Samuel went back for a punt return because we were done with Cannon. Which is bummer because he almost scored a touchdown last week. But got to be able to hold on to the ball. Yeah. Also, you shouldn't be getting tackled by kickers, Trenton, like he did last week by Mason Crosby. So there's already a red flag. I don't think kickers, this is just a, an aside, I don't think kickers should be able to be f- flagged for unnecessary roughness. I think kickers, punters, <laughs> and quarterbacks, if they tackle you hard, like you just let yourself get tackled by a kicker, a punter, or a quarterback. They should be allowed to do whatever they want. I'm with it. Yeah, that's funny. Thank you. Um. Nick Bosa had a huge sack. He was applying, applying, goodness, applying pressure. Words are hard. Early, he was getting it done. Um, I feel good like bounce, he, good bounce back game from Bosa for sure. Yeah, I feel like he comes out strong. I feel like a lot of our defensive line comes out strong, and I get they're playing a the whole game and they're tired. Um, but I am wondering why we can't see that all game. Do you I'm think it's the defensive line? Game stopped coming in the same way or do you think Russell Wilson and the Seahawks offense just kind of got it together as time went on I haven't watched like I'll try to rewatch it this week see the all 22 or something but maybe off a the top of your both. head I agree I, I, I think of examples for both like I know it I know their game plan changed a little bit but also I just I, I don't think no way does their offensive line get re-energized and our defensive line, it just tires out before. But, yeah, I, whatever we got to do to figure out how to put pressure all game long. And I, I think I think Demeco Ryans knows that there's not pressure all four quarters. And that's why um, that that play, the touchdown to Swain, was it Swain the last touchdown in the corner? Um, Where Dante yes. Johnson comes in on the rush and just about has Russell Wilson's foot in his arms, is so close, coming around the corner coming around the side where Nick, the right side where Nick Bosa is. Nick Bosa was held up. Dante Johnson, I swear he he got Russell Wilson. I don't, I don't know if he just let go or truly didn't have him. 
Um, but Russ escaped, rolls out right, throws a dot to Swain. I can't remember his first name. Freddie Swain? Yeah. Freddie Swain. Uh, that was – gosh, that was – I celebrated too early. I, I was swore, so mad. I swore Dante Johnson had him in his grasp, and he broke broke free, threw a touchdown, and Man. what a roller coaster. Of I don't even think I blame – like I don't blame Johnson. That was just an amazing play from Russ. Yeah, I mean – you can't blame him. He made an all out effort. That was a, a tough play. I just can't help going, help thinking like, yeah, Nick Bosa is right next to him. If that was Nick Bosa, he would have held on. Yeah, but probably. That's just my desperation of hope. So but have you seen Nick Bosa's arms? Uh, you can't not see them. Yeah. There was a clip. There was like a shot of Nick Bosa's arms yesterday. Where I was like, Oh my gosh, this man, big, big boy. Uh, D Ford also had a sack, um, kind of with a little help of Javon Kinlaw, kind of held on yeah. to rest a little bit, and, and Ford finished it. But Ford also had his own sack uh, earlier, I think so. and it was a monster. He had the first sack. It was a monster of a snack sack. He swallowed Russell Wilson up. It was awesome. Yeah, I'd like to see D Ford get the same. Like, I feel like we're seeing it in flashes from D Ford. I'd like to see it consistently. Absolutely. I mean, you and I were talking about um the snap count and you know not necessarily the most useful thing but this this count says that ford was in for 12 snaps 21 percent yeah i mean reports no reports of an injury i think he's still just kind of working back from the neck injury from last season so hopefully as the season goes on he can get in there longer yeah but also two sacks on 12 snaps is insane it is, and so that's where I'm like, why? Why isn't this guy in there more? I, I it must there, be a health thing. It must it be. He must be. still be on a pitch count. Oh, I can bring baseball into it again. I love and that's just that's baseball. that's how D Ford was how D Ford was referring to it, like preseason. Yeah, was that no, he might be he on a pitch count. Was. Yeah, but we should. We um, want to talk baseball. Uh, go Giants. Go Giants! Congratulations, won the West. Let's go. Let's go. Eric Armstead. He had. What did he have? Four tackles, I believe, um, which is g- good for for his position. But we talked about him last week. I just I don't feel like he's involved that much. Um, I don't remember seeing a lot of pressures for him, even though we talked about how he's got some of the most pressures in the league. Um, I don't know if we're just missing it with Armstead, if we're not looking for him, if we're not seeing him. But I would I would love to see him <clears throat> be as electric as Ford was for his twelve snaps, or Bosa yeah. can be. Um, I mean, part of that has got to be like if Kinlaw steps up, Armstead can make more plays. You know, like it's just in that interior absolutely. of the line, it's a team effort. Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> we already talked about it a little bit. Maurice Hurst had an awesome tackle. Awesome to see him come back and, and contribute. Um, fun to see him there. <clears throat> Another guy who's really contributing, Aziz Alshare. I've been talking about him a lot. I think he's going to be one of our most improved defensive guys, at least statistically. With Dre Greenlaw out with a core muscle surgery uh, for four to six, eight weeks. Um, Aziz is getting tons of reps. He had 10 tackles, so you know he was involved. He was all over the place. He made tackles on both sidelines, and that's what you want for your linebackers, making plays on both sides. Fred Warner had a good game, some awesome stops. Um, if you tackle for a loss, plays and yeah. Um, I think it was against the Packers. Maybe it was against the Eagles. I was a little disappointed with him. Didn't think he was really involved. So I think it was a, 
a big bounce back game, as you said, for a lot of guys, not only yeah. Bosa. Right. Which was great. Secondary was electric for a large part of the game. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley, I was not happy with him last week. Granted, he was coming back off of his injury. I think there needed to be some grace given there, and he had an amazing pass breakup. I was really impressed with his coverage. He had three tackles, one that was for a loss, and two pass deflections. I was yeah. so impressed with him today. I've, I've been a fan of Mosley's for, for a couple of years, so I, it was nice to see him back to form. When he first started coming in, it was like, oh, this guy's this guy's legit. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed. I hope I hope uh, just exactly how you described Emmanuel Mosley. I hope Diamador Lenore takes form. Yeah, we, we didn't really get to see a lot of a lot of him. Um, I don't know. Let me just peek about how many snaps he had. Uh, actually, Lenore did not even get in on defense, just special teams. Oh wow, that's surprising to me. According to the snap count, yeah. Um, Emmanuel Mosley and Dre Kirkpatrick were pretty much the only corners the entire game. They were in there quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I was also impressed with our safeties, but specifically uh, Jaquaski Tart. Again, I think I was dogging on him last week. I think he had a great game. Um, he was part of why the secondary had a huge week. He had another pass deflection and was on a deep DK throw. So that was yeah. huge. That was an awesome very, play. Very well-timed, very needed. Um, so that was awesome. Jimmy very Ward had a nice had a nice run stop at one point too. Wasn't that Jimmy Ward? That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, we played well, and that's why this was so crushing. I, I think that's a perfect way to sum it up. You know, um, the Packers' loss was crushing because I felt like we sucked and we barely lost. So it's like, man, like we were so close, but no part of me really felt like um, we deserved to win that one. Yeah. I think, we, you know, we played well at, at certain points. We were still in it, and I'm probably being just way too harsh, but um, yeah, I think we played awesome today, and we were it, in it less, and that's what's frustrating. And we're going to get into the offense in a bit and break all that down, but what you're going to hear all week is going to be about Trey Lance, which is warranted. That's yeah. by far the most exciting thing that happened this week, but – I think it's worth pointing out that the 49ers dominated the first half when Jimmy was playing and only scored one touchdown. They score more points that first half. The second half, even with Trey in, is a completely different beast. And so I think that is something worth worth remembering, that I think the offense failed to deliver when the defense was shutting out the Seahawks in the first half. And that's, that's important. Yeah, and we're, we're seeing a different kind of Niners offense because our run game is so depleted. Um, Well, I do think Trey Sermon looked great out there. Um, I think that he had an awesome game. He had some big runs, got some first downs when needed, was able to break away. I think we need to get him to roll outside more. I think it's not even as much of a we think as it is him, as I felt, sure, cut in the open pockets, find holes. But I felt like there are some plays where he was designed to get outside a little more, and he chose to cut inside. And maybe I'm just being too picky with maybe just the side of a defender that he cut in on, but I felt like it was usually inside. And I'm thinking like our whole time is getting outside, but I get that. Usually we get one of the fastest guys in the NFL, Raheem Mostert, the speedy guy to get outside. Trey Sermon's not that, not that kind of speedy guy. So I get it. And we've talked about this a lot. I don't think Trey Sermon was drafted to be that guy. I think that's Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell was the guy who's supposed to be able to beat you to the outside. So it was nice to see him get some more inside runs. Sermon supposedly had a better week at practice. And he looked, he he definitely played way better this week than he had the week before. 
So props. Totally. It was tough to see Ayuk only get one reception. Yeah. Um, just still not be involved, being involved as much. And um, I don't necessarily know what, what Kyle's waiting for to see. Like, you, you know, it is something he's waiting to see Ayuk get to, or, you know, there's just, there's an expectation there that only they know. And we don't, and we will know when he gets there because he will be getting the ball more, I think. And it won't be a flick of a switch difference, but we'll, we'll see it more. And he's just not getting targets or receptions. So, but you know who is getting targets and receptions? Who, Daniel? Debo Samuel. Oh, Come Debo. On. Is he still leading the NFL in receiving yards? He's got to be now. I mean, he had 156 yesterday. Yeah. 156 awesome. off of eight receptions, two touchdowns. What's that? Fantasy points for my team? 33 of them. 33 fantasy awesome. points for my team. Amazing. He got the ball a few times early. Nothing crazy with it. But that play in the third quarter, we already talked about Jamal Adams. Just not a huge fan of Jamal Adams, so I'm just going to rag on him and say that he blew his coverage. At yeah. the end of the play, he's like, yo, who is going to help me? I'm like, well, you were the one lined up with him, so I'm going to assume you were the first priority with him. Debo yeah, was, was a bummer. maybe the most wide open I've, I've seen. I can't think of a more wide open play. I mean, no one is within 20, 30 yards yeah. of him. He has to stop. Stand we're going to talk about right the hang time. Sideline. Yeah. Yeah. The hang time on that pass. For real. Hang time on the pass. The hang time on his route just sitting there. (laughs) I thought, I don't, I didn't see Debo immediately. I could not believe what Trey Lance did. I'm like, what is happening? Gets that ball. I'm like, oh, he's wide open, but now he has to get going. Two defenders are coming in hot. No chance. Debo's gone. Amazing. And he looks, he looked great. It It was not just that play. Why he looked good. He had some awesome other catches. Got some crucial first downs. Um, Sanu had four catches on the day. Nothing crazy with it, but he certainly looked like he was taking over that third wide receiver spot. And I th- I say third wide receiver spot, but Ayuk certainly isn't number two right now. So I'm going to go with our receiving targets. Debo is obviously number one, getting the ball the most. We're going to go George Kittle, wide receiver two. Kyle Juszczyk, wide receiver two and a half. And then Sanu's there at third. Um, I want to see our, all of our wide receivers get involved more, but I am also so okay with seeing George Kittle get the ball. I need I want to see him more. Let's get him some wide receiver usage and some tight end usage and Kyle use I love when the ball is in that guy's hands. If he's not out there making a beautiful block to extend the play another five, 10 yards, he's making that play extended himself. Yeah, um, seriously. He fights for yardage. He's awesome. I would love to see every 33% of our offensive plays be screen passes to Kyle Juszczyk and George Kittle. Those yeah. guys get the ball, get them a blocker. They're going to get you 10 Prop, yards easy. Props to Kittle playing through some serious pain. It looked like out there and he, yep. he manned up and he played through it. It was good for him. Yeah. I mean, he, it was more than manned up because some of these injuries, like I get it. They're going to keep you out. And he was yeah. saying all week leading up to the game, like I'm going to do whatever I can to be out there. And when some, when a player says that, sometimes I think it's, Oh, I'm going to do everything I can to, you know, get cleared. Yeah. He was cleared. It's just, it's, it's a matter of himself. Like how much pain can I handle? And, you know, I don't want him to handle a lot of pain. I don't want him to go get more injured. Like take a week off if you need, I get it. Yeah, for sure. I think that was that was a good our offense was fine was fine with Lance the 
they should have scored more in the first half. If they score more in the first half, we win the game. We, we outgained them like almost like two to one or something like that. Let me pull up the final stats. It was like, it yeah. was actually absolutely ridiculous. I would love to see Lance use Kittle more. I felt like Jimmy was the one getting Kittle his reps and I would love to see Lance, you know, do a screen pass. I know he's not calling it, but do a screen pass to his tight end, to his fullback, get, get some yardage with it. Like they're going to do the work for you. So Daniel, we had 457 net yards and the Seahawks really? had 234. And they it's disgusting. won. Like, disgusting. You can't outgain a team. I mean, we just didn't, we didn't capitalize and score, I think was a big part of it. A big it part of just it, honestly, a, as you said earlier, was not having a kicker. We weren't yeah. able to get any points on those long drives. So we had to go for it. And I think having Robbie Goulden thing. is probably good for 10 points in that game. A couple field goals and one extra point. Yeah. Let's, you ready to peak it next week? Yeah. Yeah, let's I, do it. Uh, so next week we take on the division leading undefeated Arizona Cardinals, Daniel. Yeah. My, my three takeaways against the Seahawks were the secondary is going to continually be tested. I've said that every single week we have said that we I've said that every single week and we've seen that every single week. Yeah. Um, but I think they finally passed the test this week. Um, I would give them a passing grade. I'd give them a, a B plus on the day. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick's PI, some other plays come down, but I thought they did awesome. Yeah. Niners Sometimes defense, you got to take the penalty though. We've, we've talked about that, but that wasn't it. That was we, not one of those times. Said. No, it was not. The Niners defense needs to figure out how to get the job done. Even when depleted was what I had said going into the Seahawks. Um, and they did, I think for the most part, they did, you know? Yeah. Wasn't I mean, we, perfect, you just heard really we outgained them nearly two to one. The other thing was that the Niners can need to get it done or can get it done in multiple ways. So that's what I had said going into the game. Um, my, 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 my three points coming away from the Seahawks game is uh, Trey needs reps and he's going to get them. Yeah. We're, I'm excited to see a full week of practice where Trey Lance is getting first team reps. I think he'll be more comfortable next week with those reps um, reps in practice, reps in games. Yeah. Second point is that defense wins championships. And the only way that we're going to win one this year is that if that is true for our defense, um, I think we cannot be expecting Trey Lance to be the reason we go to the playoffs or be the reason we we go to the championship, go to the Super Bowl. We cannot expect a rookie with such with barely any experience at all to take us there, but we can expect a defense that has been there before that is a monster that is sure a little depleted with injuries, but that is still very healthy and very unstoppable. And so, well, they, they stopped the unstoppable in some ways. Um, and then Trey is the compliment to that. Yeah. Trey cannot be the one leading us there. The defense needs to be the one leading us there winning championships. And if the defense is leading, Trey will be a fantastic compliment to that. Yeah, I agree. I think Trey can, I think if the defense shuts Kyler down, I'm just, the Rams have a very good defense and the, the Cardinals stomped them. They ran all over them. They, they crushed them. And then hop in the fact that the Cardinals have a solid defense right now. Like, I, I don't know. The Cardinals have looked really, really good to start this season. So I'm worried. Chandler Jones might be, is one of the scariest dudes in the NFL. Obviously yeah. still behind Aaron Donald, but Chandler Jones has been electric. JJ Watt is not washed. He is yeah. a monster. Buda Baker in the secondary is amazing. Um, they've still got Byron Murphy as their top corner, I believe. Um, Isaiah Simmons is taking form. Uh, they're a linebacker, but he can 
He can play he's anywhere. Hybrid, I mean, so he can do anything. He's a hybrid. He's anywhere. He's a hybrid guy. You you put him at linebacker in, on the stat sheet, but yeah, he takes snaps everywhere. So yeah. my last point going into the Cardinals game was that Kyle needs to be more creative. I believe that Kyle Shannon has more. We've seen him. He has more play calls, creative play calls stored up in his brain, and we haven't seen him. I don't think we saw him this week. I know it's hard yeah. to, to do that with just Trey and not the Jimmy Trey package, but I think whether it's a, a fake – quarterback run to the running back a fake running back run with the quarterback like I just I, we've seen him do more and I don't think he necessarily used all of it yesterday and you know I'm not questioning him because um, I he knows what he's doing better than I do obviously maybe he just wanted to get Trey comfortable maybe he said okay if you're going to be the one taking over in this game and for a few weeks on maybe those trick plays is a little much for you to handle go be a little more of a normal quarterback and run the offense um, yeah. in a more normal way but those trick plays are lethal. So, yeah, I'm excited. I think, all right, it's probably time to wrap up. I got one final question for you. It's a 49ers season as a whole question that we, we have to talk about. Does Jimmy Garoppolo start another game for the 49ers? Wow. I actually, that thought hadn't even crossed my mind yet. Um, and we talked all preseason, all start of the season of, okay, Trey's not going to start, but maybe after an injury, he does. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I haven't even, how, how have I not thought about that yet? <laughs> it's all I I've been think, thinking about. So, okay. How many, give me, how many weeks is Jimmy out? It sounded like multiple. So let's say three to four. I'm going to go three in yeah. my head. So we're playing the Cardinals. Do you remember who we got weeks? Uh, is week six by week six is our body. Yeah. Week six is by. Okay. So that's a week where Jimmy can be healing up. Oh man, that's tough. Part of me wants to say it all depends on how he does against the Cardinals and whoever we're playing after the bye. Um, yeah. I We have like one of the easiest schedules in the league somehow. Um, it doesn't feel like it right now since we go Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals, and then Seahawks again soon. Um, yeah. I I think as long as we win one game with Trey, I think, I think Jimmy's done. Because this team is – not necessarily looked like okay this is a deep Super Bowl contender it looks more like a team in transition so why not start the rookie and we've talked about how it's it's bad for a rookie's confidence to bench them after they get some starts and yes this is different because of the injuries but I really think as long as if we can win one game and the offense can like hum with Trey I don't I don't think we can go back yeah I mean I I certainly don't disagree I'm just trying to understand truly what it could look like. So we next week play the Cardinals full week of first team reps for Trey. As we said, looks a lot like Kyler, but we've been kind of fun to watch them play. Cardinals has an incredible offense. So our defense, we win or lose because of our defense in my mind coming into the next week. I think it's all because of our defense and yeah, you can't unless Trey, I think you can blame Trey if he messes up a lot. But if he just doesn't carry us next week, you can't blame him. I think if he yeah. makes a lot of mistakes, you can blame him. But if it's like, oh, he just wasn't good enough, you can't blame him. He That is his first week taking first reps totally. and first team reps in practice. So after that bye week in week seven, when we play the Colts, that is what I'm excited for. That is where my mind is now looking towards for the Niners. Yeah, That bye week, he's going to get a lot of practice. I think we're going to see a different offense coming into week seven against the Colts. 
Trey will have had his practice and first team reps. He will have had some experience in the game as starter. And I think we'll see a little bit more of those trick plays I was talking about with Trey Lance under center. So I, agree. I think week seven will be a big tell. How does Trey look after a few weeks of experience, first team reps in practice? That is where we're going to see it. And so I, I think if week seven goes well against the Colts, Trey Lance could be the starter for the rest of the year. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I mean, this is like, like if your team is not going to be awesome and winning every game, like it's pretty fun to have a rookie quarterback you get to talk about. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. It is, it is young. It is new. Um, and it's, it's a roller coaster. but you know, I'm excited to see Trey get some practice and, I'll try to be more patient with him than I was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was, it was fun. All right. Niner fans. I think it's time for us to wrap up um, fun week. Keep an eye on the Jimmy Garoppolo news. See if anything exciting comes out of Trey out uh, comes out about Trey during practice and should be a really fun game against the Cardinals. Um, at the end of the day, Kyler Murray is one of the funnest players to watch in all of football. So even if we lose, we're probably going to get to see something incredible. So that's kind of what I'm Not telling always. myself. Not always super fun to watch when you're playing them, but absolutely. No, that's true. I'd prefer he do it against other teams, but still. Yeah. But yeah. Um, big, Daniel, any, any week, parting thoughts to the listeners? Big week to watch the news. See who's healthy. Um, if Elijah Mitchell is in the game, that could that could be a big difference for us just because we did not run the ball a whole lot comparatively to what we're used to seeing. So if Elijah Mitchell's there, we can finally see, I don't think, Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon have really played a full game at all together. Yeah. I'd love to see that package as a, the, the run game. Um, yeah. Keep an eye on the injuries and uh, go buy your Debo jerseys while he's hot. Come on. Yeah, support the guy. Pick him up in fantasy. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Bye, everyone.